screen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ryan Norberg here again for Shrewd Perplexity, coming to you live from Indianapolis, Indiana, from Jam Central Station. Got two excellent guests here tonight. Sit back, relax. This is Shrewd Perplexity. So once again, I am Ryan Nornberg, your host for the day. Uh, sitting to my right, I've got two very special guests, husband and wife today, if I uh, podcast first, Pat and Kathleen O'Mara. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. No thanks problem. For having us. Early adopters of the show and actually people that uh, had no idea actually listened to it. So uh, we're here and we're going to produce some awesome content for you guys today. So uh, I guess we'll I like to start it off. I want to hear... Give the listeners kind of how you know me, how y- we got to kind of be friends, what we uh, kind of are into, and we'll we'll take it from there. Yeah. Um, well, I think uh, you know we met through uh, Dan Devine. Correct. He has been mentioned quite a few times on the show. Never been on the show. Yeah. Don't know if he'd he'd want to. And you guys were living together in the uh, schoolhouse building. Correct. In Broad Ripple. Mm-hmm. Which uh, happened to be my old place. Which is That's right. I forgot you lived there. Yeah, yes. I lived in Dan and Jamie's place. That's right. And when I moved out, they bought it. Um, and so full circle there. So you were you were in there uh, after the guy who worked for the Colts, right? Yes. Okay. Or well, I was renting from him. Gotcha. But yes, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very very cool. And obviously Packer fans, which uh, we here go, at the show go love. Go pack go. Go pack go. Even though. Uh, Sadly, we've entered the dark days that are February. Yeah, we got combine coming up, you know, evaluate some draft picks, maybe get a middle linebacker. You know, we got to figure something out here. Till then, though, I mean, I, I tell you, I don't get sad, you know, seasonal affective disorder. I get post-football depressive disorder because I'm really not a basketball fan. You know, I can kind of get into March Madness, but that doesn't really come around until April. Excuse the dog upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I... I I'm a little down. Well, you know, I've always wondered what it's like to be, uh, you know, in uh, L.A. or, you know, Florida. And, you know, y- y- the season's over, but the weather's still nice. You can go outside. You can, you know, it's unfair. hit the beach. But, you know, us here in the Midwest, football's over, and, you know, it's brutal outside. Yeah, yeah. And we've had a very mild winter, but um, still doesn't doesn't take up for it. It's, it's a rough time right now, people. So we have a very, very interesting topic that uh, – you know, we're, we'll start it off by actually commenting on uh, a piece of news that happened today. Today is uh, Saturday, February 13th, 2016. Uh, bit of sad news politically. Uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Anton- Anthony Scalia has actually passed away. And, uh, you know, it's the f- second of, uh, of Barack Obama's term to be able to, uh, to nominate a new uh, Supreme Court Justice. And that's going to actually play out pretty big into our first topic. Uh, our first topic I- we're going to go over is celebrity potential presidents. Currently, with Donald Trump in the running and actually leading the GOP nomination, it's pretty ridiculous to see that someone of that type is actually leading 
a, uh, a government party. So what we're going to do now is go into who we think would be either good or even more ridiculous celebrity presidents. So I'll go ahead and start it off with someone who actually ran for president this year for the 2016 election. Started in Atlanta, Georgia. Was not Bernie Sanders who got the uh, got the nomination from uh, what is it? Uh, Killer Mike from um, Run the Jewels. Walk a flock of flame. To those who don't know, his hat was in the ring for the Democratic Party. Lost out very, very quickly. <laughs> so that would be a bit more ridiculous, I think, than Donald Trump, though he does have millions, not billions, because <laughs> he's walk a flock of flames. So it's all about the billions. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, do you guys have any anybody that or any comment on uh, even the current status of, of the elections themselves? I know it's hot button topics, but oh, you know, Kathleen, it. ladies first. Why don't you, uh, you know, go ahead? Well, kind of along with the current topic since he's kind of already thrown his name out there for I believe 2020 um Yeezy Mr. Kanye West so I think uh that would be a pretty crazy thing to see go on um here in a few years because I don't think anybody really can understand what Kanye West would do to the White House and even more so bringing Kim Kardashian in as the first lady would be a little terrifying. Yeah, I already hear way too much about that woman as it is without even seeking out any sort of information on her. So having that be shoved into my face even more would be enough reason for me not to vote for Yeezy, even though he gave us College Dropout, which is one of the greatest albums ever, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where I think uh, fortune and fame, I, I don't know uh, if this is all a show or what it is, but I mean, I think the guy's kind of off his rocker. <laughs> You know, that for when he originally started going off the rocker, it almost seemed like he was purposely doing it to get publicity and to kind of just stir things up to keep his name relevant. But now you just don't know. It's it's almost too much. And then, I mean, you could take it another step further and say, okay, Kanye does get elected. Just imagine what his you know staff would be like. We're going to have Jay-Z, you know, Secretary of State, maybe. <laughs> Beyonce is going to be coming in. Director of the Treasury. Who knows? Well, you know, it could be the first time we actually get out of the two-party system and we'll bring a new party in, the HOVA party. The HOVA. The HOVA party. Well, that kind of, to caveat and go back a little bit to not even talk about a, a potential celebrity client, one thing that uh, I've commented on the show before that I really, really like, actually, about Donald Trump is the f what you just said there. Yeah, he's ridiculous, and I don't think he would be a, a good leader for this nation, but he's got a conversation going outside of your standard party run, spit it out, spit it on the lines type response that politicians give you. And it's kind of paving the way, more so than I think in previous elections, to have someone come out from not a Republican side or even blend kind of the two sides of things. Yeah, I th you know, I think uh, it's it's really made it relevant to uh, people that don't necessarily care about politics. We're, you know, we're on true perplexity right now talking about <laughs> presidential race, which maybe we wouldn't be talking about it if it was your run-of-the-mill candidates. No, we would not be talking about it. And, in fact, the story that we're going to talk about later just proves that. <laughs> <laughs> this is not exactly the forum in which we, uh, we major in political sciences. Um, so, anyway, we'll move on and uh, – uh, a celebrity pr uh, potential uh, potential president that both Kathleen and I think yes. would be great is the man Clint Eastwood. Agree. 
good old Clint. The only only thing I'm concerned about with him is his age. He's uh, he's getting up there a bit, but he's, he's damn tough though. For God's sake, can you imagine him gritting his teeth at Putin across the room? <laughs> that would be so great. <laughs> do you feel lucky, punk? <laughs> well, do you? <laughs> well, we've we've all I think most of us have seen uh, Gran Torino, and I oh. you know all I can think of uh, you know is his uh, relations with North Korea. It would, uh, it would it would definitely escalate to another level. <laughs> oh heck yeah, heck yeah. I'm not going to uh, go out there and say any of his racial uh, racial themed terms, but yeah, I think North Korea would be whipped into shape. Putin would be whipped into shape, and uh, granted, I don't know what the hell he would do economically, but yeah, he's <laughs> just one tough old bastard. <laughs> well, you know, uh, kind of going off that, I I have uh, one uh, you know I'm looking at here that I wrote down. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of taking this to a new uh, you know new area here, but. Um, an actual character from a movie and someone okay. who is actually, uh, you know, a historical figure um, would be uh, William Wallace, the one uh, Mel Gibson from Braveheart okay. as president. Technically not an American citizen, so would not meet the standards Great to point, Kathleen. a president. Hey, we're getting out of the two-party system. The rules are changing. The game is changing. You yeah. never know. But I want somebody on my side that's going to be a defender of freedom. Yeah, well, Defender of Freedom, I'll give you that. Except for the fact that Mel Gibson in that movie and his character represented Scotland. When Scotland, two, three years ago, had the opportunity <laughs> to <laughs> get their freedom, <laughs> didn't even freaking take it. Yeah. So, yeah. well, you know, uh, they're weak on freedom. <laughs> that's what I got to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Though being able to die for freedom is it's admirable. Yeah, you know, I just uh, I think I'd sleep well every night going to bed knowing uh that you know my uh president uh has worn war paint and uh you know carried a um heavy uh weapon in the form of an axe or you know whatever else he used to kill all those people. Yeah, hand to hand is a lot freedom. different. A lot different than having your finger on the nuke button. Right. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Um I guess to kind of keep with the uh, the hard old guys theme, um, one that I think would be actually genuinely good would be Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, oh yes, yeah. Yeah. Texas, right? Texas man, yeah. that dude would he would he would uh, I don't even know he he wouldn't allow anything to get past him. No one would be able to come into America and do anything wrong. You know how we always have those iconic photos of the president in their in their term, so. You have the one of Kennedy with, you know, John Jr. And then there's some with Obama and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could see Tommy Lee just sitting at his desk in the Oval Office just with a big shotgun next to him and just, you know, staring off. And, you know, that's America. That's Tommy Lee Jones's America right there. Well, that's that's him. Uh, you know, Kathleen, I think uh, we may have failed to men mention this earlier, but I think you are the first female guest on uh, the podcast. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Yeah, one hundred percent. So I guess my, you know, going off that, my uh, question to you would be, um, what woman do you think uh, should be president? And how do you feel about potentially having Hillary Clinton as president, being that you're a woman? Well, I, I, so Ooh. to kind of caveat off of that, we're getting a little away from the topic. Yeah. Are you saying any female? Out there right yeah. now to be president, and then also comment on. Yeah, you know. Okay, you okay. Because I do have some. I purposely put some females into my list as well because oh, perfect, yeah. we are not sexist here. If you notice, 
Kathleen did not get any special treatment. She was treated as any other guest. <laughs> <laughs> and I thank you for that. Thank you. Um, I don't think I'm going to touch the Hillary Clinton hot button um, right now, but um, I am I am encouraged that there are women out there who want to be president. Um, Carly, you know, Hillary. Um, I find it weird that when we refer to the women, we just refer to them by their w- first name. You know, it's like Beyonce, Hillary, you know. Um, but what you can you can give that trend up to Hillary's husband, though. You know, Bill. Y- you can't just go. Yeah, he's Bill now. Yeah. But, but <laughs> you say Clinton. It's like, oh, well, you still think of 90s Clinton. You don't think Hillary. Correct. So she had to brand herself in a different way. And I think that's what's paved the way to have uh, female candidates on a first name basis. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, I don't know who I would pick right now. I think I think Hillary is the front runner. I think she will be, you know, the first female president because I think she's going to make that call right now. I think she's going to keep running until she, up on it. Uh-huh. I think she's going to keep running until she wins. Well, um, uh, before uh, you know, we I guess we get into uh, too deep on this. Do you have any um, women that you would say that would make an awesome president, dead or alive, or as a replacement to Hillary in an election? It's hard for me to say because I could just pick, you know, a celebrity that I absolutely love, but I don't know. I'm not educated enough to pick someone who I know would just do a great job and be, you know, well-rounded on all the, the topics of being a president. So well, I think Ryan's got um, maybe something he would throw in here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, again, Kathleen, a majority of this conversation is just complete BS, which is the basis of the show. Great. So, so my female candidate that I would throw into the ring goes back to I know nothing of her personal life I know nothing of her stances on any political view but Sigourney Weaver was the badass chick who led people into and out of danger throughout my life growing up Ghostbusters (laughs) and the Alien franchise you can't get better than Sigourney Weaver in my honest opinion you know, uh, it, now that you mentioned that, I didn't, you know, think of this earlier, but I think Bill Murray would definitely be high on my list in terms of uh, people that I would love to see, uh, celebrity or, uh, you know, Hollywood as a president. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't put Bill on my list simply because he's, he's untraceable. He kind of does his own thing, you know, and I don't know if – the president can do that because they're constantly followed and constantly kept track of. And it's like, yeah. but yeah, I mean, having someone that aloof and that carefree could, could definitely help yeah. in this very tense PC world that we live in. We could, uh, we definitely uh, break down party lines with Bill. I think uh, humor is the cure all for that. And, you know, we talk about uniting the country. I think Bill, Bill's got the, uh, he kind of has the <laughs> to do the job. Yeah. He's done that multiple times throughout his career for sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I pulled it out uh, to kind of take it away from uh, film and movies. Got a lot of uh, actually sports stars that I think could uh, would actually be decent. And uh, I'm going to go on a limb on this one and say, obviously, I said in the beginning of the show, I'm not a big basketball guy, but I think Tim Duncan oh, yeah. would oh, yeah. be a great president because he has been through so much adversity and change and it and had to adopt so much and work with people and get the best out of other people throughout his career. And I think that's pr- a very admirable quality for someone going for that kind of office. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, 
Duncan is, uh, you know, he's one of those guys where um, he's been unbelievable for so many years. Yeah, and you, just, you can't be that without collaboration and actually building up those around you. And, you know, he's never really, you know, put his face out there and said, I want, you know, I want to be the guy. I, I want all the attention. You know, I want all the limelight. He just goes out there and does his job. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm playing for my team. I think I'm playing we'll, for the U.S. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think maybe we'll have to get Kathleen's ruling on this because I, he was, um, I believe, born uh, maybe the Virgin Islands. I'm not entirely sure. He's eligible. He's eligible. Okay, He's perfect. eligible. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll well, allow it. Well, are they British Virgin Islands or? Oh. Yeah, see, we're going to have to look at this. Ooh. Yeah. This is a tough one here. Yeah. Table but that. Again, I said I was not an expert on who. I believe, uh, <laughs> I believe he's played for Team USA. Yeah, but I think the the qualification for playing te- for Team USA versus running for president uh, are, are a little, a little different. Yeah. Because yeah, don't uh, aren't there like some like Russian born guys that play on our U.S. hockey team? Yeah, like <laughs> right. So, uh, soccer. I mean, these guys that play on these soccer teams. Shit, know, our coach like is German. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, yeah, who knows? Okay. But the coaches do not get medals. I don't know if you knew that. So they're technically the more you know. They're not. They're a part of the team, but they're technically not a part of the team, which is why always when Team USA, the basketball team, uh, wins the gold medal, you always see them putting it around uh, Coach K because he's always been, hasn't he always traditionally been the coach? He's been it like three or four times now. Yeah. Which clearly he should be. Uh, Unbelievable. Wisconsin fan here. Yeah, I, yeah. I w- went to IU. Uh, my dad uh, went to medical school in Wisconsin, so I've always been a supporter of Wisconsin, especially being that IU has struggled <laughs> mightily in sports. So you know, uh, you guys had that year. Was it three years ago? Yeah, the Oladipo, the Zeller. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you guys got knocked out by was it Kentucky? Syracuse. Yeah. Oh, Syracuse. That's yeah. It. Don't um, forget Will Sheehy, yeah. my man crush. Yeah. Oh Sorry, gosh, bitch. Here we go. <laughs> Just in time for Valentine's Day. Of course. You got to keep them <laughs> honest. Keep right. them on their toes. Yes. Um, here, if you need this. There you go. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, basketball-wise, uh, I had Kobe on my list as well for the same reasons. The guy's so competitive. It's I mean, unbelievable. It's a, yeah. I, you know, as a kid, I was never a big fan because, uh, you know, he would always uh, beat down uh, my teams pretty pretty well. But guy's unbelievable. He is. He really is. And he, he does differ a bit in the sense of uh, not as much team focus, a little more him, but his ideology is to really pursue his team and make them better. So um, one that is, I think is really super controversial for me and probably you being Packer fans. Oh, boy. For the, the, the same reasons of, of Tim Duncan, you could put – Belichick Brady as a one-two VP Prez, they just operate so well. Dude, I got, I got and they adapt. So I don't care if it's if it's cheating when it comes to national security. Fuck it, I'm cheating all day long, spying on anybody. <laughs> We're gonna have videotapes everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I mean, mean I, I've got mad respect for those guys, and you know, I think you and I have uni- unique perspective because we're not Colts fans. I think that's you know, those goggles obscure a lot of uh, you know, logical thinking. But I, I, I mean, you cannot. Uh, I, I mean, wh- whether it be the cheating scandals or anything else, I mean, you cannot deny that those guys have done an incredible job. I mean, did you see my Facebook post after the Broncos won the Super Bowl? I, I, I think yeah, I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It basically, just I, again, we're not Colts fans, and it just bugs the hell out of me because I knew if New England had won the game, 
they'd bitch about it because they'd felt like the Colts had lost. But then if Denver won the Super Bowl, they'd feel like the Colts won the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, you know what happened when our quarterback left? We definitely weren't rooting for him. <laughs> no, hell no. Not even at the Jets. But then he comes back to the Vikings. <laughs> and then, I, I'm sorry, his his indoctrination into the Hall of Fame in Green Bay and retiring of his number, dude, you could have put some effort in. <laughs> he was so, so lazy. Yeah. Anyway, he's a legend. He gave us a, yeah, gave us hey a Super man. Bowl. Can't, uh, can't complain too much. Uh, kind of hogging these. You guys got any, uh, any you wanted to add on to that? Well, we went into sports athletes. Um, I think the biggest one of my time female-wise – was um, Mia Hamm, and I think all girls can kind of, you know, go with that. Um, I grew up playing soccer, so Mia Hamm, Brandy Chastain, that whole 99 World Cup team was just awesome. So I think I would pick her as being one of my um, one of my female leaders, and definitely – you could throw Abby Wambach into the yeah. uh, into the cabinet of that that crew Absolutely. there. Would, would you have a, a Mia president and uh, uh, Chastain as a vice, or maybe Chastain as uh, Secretary of State? Uh, I think Chastain could do Secretary of State. Now that we said Wambach, I think she's a she's bit explosive. <laughs> hey, Secretary of State, hey, hey. 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 Um, <laughs> but I think Abby Wambach kind of grew up underneath Mia Hamm. Um, she came onto the team towards the end, and they played together in the pros um, as well. So I think they would make a good one-two punch. So I'm pretty – I think I'd go with that. Um, you know, nice. best World Cup team ever. Yes, yes. Men or women, they were pretty great. Freaking guys need to step it up. I mean, uh, granted, we just – we don't give it the support that, that any of the other nations in the World Cup give it. Yeah. You know, we, we give a shit about it for maybe the week before the tournament and then during, and that's it. And the money's just not, not there for those guys. I mean – if you're a talented male athlete, why wouldn't you want to, you know, play football, play basketball, you're play baseball. You're getting these massive contracts and, you know, there are probably some guys, you know, LeBron, we could make him the goalie for the United States team and he'd probably beat out a lot of the the second and the third string without even, you know, playing soccer his entire life. I, you but know, I I think it's, you know, there's a lot of money at stake and uh, you know, for those guys to play soccer it's just you know the juice isn't worth the squeeze you know they've got so much going on uh for them to be playing um something like soccer even on a national level is just um you know i don't think the Cavs would be too happy about it i you know i don't think his agent would be too happy about it there's a lot of moving parts there. well i'm uh, saying i'm not saying he's you know gonna pull a michael jordan but i'm saying if he just grew up and decided to be a a soccer player instead of a basketball player i think he would choose uh He's talked about being a wide receiver or a or a cornerback for years now, and yeah, I think he would go probably two or three sports and then get to soccer. Right. So, soccer men's, we're we're sorry about you. you know, we love you, we support you, but hey, yeah. Yeah. we're getting we're, get, we're getting there. I, you know, it's just gonna take us a while. Yes, yes, it is. But no, Mia Ham like that. I like Mia Ham. Like that a lot. Um, I mean, I've got a few other uh, others that I can just ramble off here. Um, I think The Rock would be great. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Rock would be um, not Dwayne Johnson. I, 
think you do it. The better. Rock. The Rock. Yeah. yeah. I do think you I smell what he is cooking? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's his tagline right there. He doesn't even need anything else. Does the eyebrow dance? They're mystified and they give us whatever they want. It's oh just yeah. how it works. I, I'll tell you what. I think he'd do a better job than Michelle Obama at getting you know uh, this country uh, a little bit fitter. Just because a he would demand <laughs> it. He would demand it. Oh yeah. Yeah, but he's at the same time though he's got a real soft side, and, you know. <laughs> if like you follow, uh, I don't actually follow him, but you know, social media is the way that it is. It doesn't matter who posts it; it can come to your face. It goes viral. Uh, you know, he's got these tiny little dogs that he cares for, and you know, he's always making cute little meals and posting stuff about it. It's like, dude, you're the rock. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and one just recently passed away. I don't know if you saw I that. Yeah, I know. Eight mushrooms. Watch your dogs, <sighs> folks. Toxic. But, you know, watch oh. out, The Rock. And his name is John Cena! <laughs> VP John Cena! <laughs> hey, you know what? I wasn't going to vote for him, but I'm voting for him now. <laughs> yeah, I'm The Rock, you know, I'm running it. His name is John Cena for VP. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, we could go into an entire podcast on wrestling, I think. <laughs> So, so the actually the reason for this podcast and what started it all off was I got a buddy in Crystal Lake, Illinois, who I went to high school with, who started a podcast called Crystal Lake the Show, and it's all about things that are still going on in Crystal Lake and people we went to high school with, and it just felt like I was hanging out with them. Kid is a huge wrestling fan, and the shows are never about wrestling, but he makes it his goal to fit in topical wrestling references <laughs> into every episode uh like if they record on a monday he reminds everybody that's raw that night and that whoever is the heavyweight champion at that time the injury reports he's got it yeah he gave a full review actually on this show episode two about uh wwe tv and so how that pans out versus all the pay-per-views that you would have to buy <laughs> to get like uh I don't think they're Raws. They're SmackDowns. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I'll tell you what. I, just as a child, I think my uh, my two loves were the Green Bay Packers and uh, the WCW because it was unbelievable, man. I mean, you know, you got some of those great guys. And I, even the original WWF, just awesome. Oh I can yeah. remember going as a kid, some of those, uh, some, some of those events. I mean, watching The Undertaker uh, bury someone b beneath. Yeah. I mean, boxing, but still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, all those guys just. It, but at that time, I, I, I can't really figure out why it was so much bigger then than it is now. <laughs> you know? I mean, is it just because our generation grew up with it and we don't have the time to follow it anymore? I, you know, I think the characters were just, I mean, hard to beat. I mean, you know, they've got characters now and, you know, these guys have, you know, um, you know all the stuff going on and, you know, they're. You know, doing all sorts of crazy, crazy, uh, you know, stuff at the live events. But I think back in our day, the characters were just there's something that was simple about them, and <laughs> everybody could relate a little bit more. I I think they've tried to go a little too extreme in the characters, but keeping it keep it simple, stupid. Well, you kind of rewind it back to I mean, music and movies in the same fashion that you know all the old stuff was great because it was original. And they're running out of ideas now. Yeah. And so the stories and the back line have to be more complex, and it's tougher to actually make that logical. So, you know, who could have, some guy could have just had a red, fainted, uh, red painted face 
he called the Fury. Yeah. You can't have that anymore because it's been done before. And <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they were also, you know, all jacked up on steroids. I mean, it was, it was, uh, you know, we were living in time with Royce. We were living in a leverage world. <laughs> <laughs> it's entertainment, which you know what? I'm going to take that and make it so that we transition into our second topic here. Unless you guys have anybody else that you want to add on to uh, the presidential race, otherwise, you know, Godspeed America. I don't even know what's going to happen in this. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, both I, sides. I honestly, got, I got a little <laughs> motivation from you there, and your last uh, soundbite, uh, Rocky, would have been a good one. Rocky would have been a good yeah. one, or or John Rambo. Oh yeah, freaking! I love John Rambo. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll end it there, Rambo style. Yes, Godspeed, Rambo. Um, so caveat that into the NFL itself. You know, we obviously just spoke about it being over, us being very sad. Well, we're bringing it back, and we're not letting it die yet. A lot of changes came through this season um, uh, with, uh, you know, timeout regulations and, you know, moving of the uh, the kickoff area. It was two years ago, uh, up 10 yards to reduce down injuries that way. Biggest things now are got a team going back to L.A. What the hell are we going to do about the freaking Pro Bowl? And really, I want to talk about injuries and how really – I think you can use to reduce that down. So, I mean, L.A., they're going back to a team. It used to just be – it was L.A. Rams, then the L.A. Raiders, then nothing, and now the Rams again. Yeah, so I guess um, uh, the way I, I think we should do this, uh, you know, just to give the listeners some background. You know, I'm originally from Wisconsin, Milwaukee, and, you know, I have roots in, uh, you know, the Packers. Uh, but Kathleen is from St. Louis. And, uh, you know, so she kind of grew up on the Rams. So why don't you tackle that first? Yeah. Um, being from St. Louis, uh, we we are known as a baseball town. And Stan Kroenke made it very well known that uh, he didn't think a you know, football team was going to succeed in St. Louis anymore. And he, he moved our team back to L.A., which, um, you know, surprisingly, the people of St. Louis were really upset about it. Um, you know, they didn't go to the games. And – they were given the excuse of, well, our team doesn't win. That's why we don't go to games. And, you know, you can sit there and you can watch Jacksonville <laughs> fill up their stadium week after week. We went to a, a Colts game this year, and it was Colts versus Texans uh, for the, uh, you know, division lead. Yeah. And two third-string quarterbacks going, and the place was filled. I mean, you're going for division lead there, obviously. Uh, but I, I would have thought with Todd Gurley this year, they'd actually put some people in the seats. Just you know, she's right. It's a it's, it's a baseball town. It's a hockey town. People never really had uh, a, a strong interest in the Rams because they are not originally from St. Louis. They were from L.A. It was L.A.'s team. Well, no, I think we had everybody had an interest when they were winning. When we were the greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner and oh heck e yeah, you know we were everybody yeah. was into the Rams, but they. They dropped off, and they just never picked themselves back up again. And I think a part of that has to do with the ownership. I think he did not want to be in St. Louis. He he wasn't willing to, you know, do anything to make the team any better. Um, and in the same sense, St. Louis wasn't willing to update the stadium until they had to, and the team was getting ready to pull out, and it was too late. So I think there's there's faults on both sides. It's a shame that St. Louis is gonna has lost their team. Um, I don't know if they're ever gonna bring the football team back to St. Louis. Um, I know there's been rumors that maybe who is it the Raiders since Oakland they just signed on. Oh, they um, did. Yeah, so so, so no. Oakland staying in Oakland for at least a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So 
you know, it's it's disappointing, but I mean, what did you expect, St. Louis? You don't go to the games. <laughs> Cutthroat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which you know, another team I think is really going that direction is the Titans. Tennessee Titans are a relatively new team, and they were running pretty well the first like three or four years. Aaron McNair. Aaron McNair, exactly. Hey, they were around Grace Show and Turf. They played him in the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, what a great game. But we beat Excellent him. game. Yes, you yeah. did. Yes, it was not a disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, th- they're the same ones. They were decent. And you could even throw uh, the Texans into that. They were decent at one point, and they just can't seem to grasp and come back. And, and they're all transplant yeah. teams. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, throw a little shout out for uh, you know all those Colts fans out there. Um, enjoy the AFC South because man, <laughs> unbelievable. Got a little side bet with a buddy of mine, Peter Nur. I don't know if you have met him, but. Um, NFC North is playing the AFC South next year, so we're gonna see how this goes. But um, shit, yeah, there's you know at AFC South. Man, I went to week. the last game. I went to the Colts Packers game when they came down here. It's in Green Bay this year. I know. Um, oh yeah, I, you might have to get some tickets to that. That'd yeah, be fun. I think we maybe get a, gr- a group from uh, Indy, bring them up and show them how real football's played. Indy Packer fans love it. Absolutely love it. Um, shoot, I was gonna say something on there. Speaking of divisions and pieces that way. Team I feel the worst for going into next year is the Bengals, <laughs> because the Bengals in their AFC division have probably the toughest two teams that are going to be coming back full strength in Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and they're a decent team right now, and they're going to continue to be because they're not losing many people in this offseason. But Pittsburgh and Baltimore at full strength are better. Yeah, it's going to be rough for the Bengals, and you know what, you know. I think Marvin Lewis is a good coach, but man, you know, if you bring character issue guys into your program, you're gonna have problems. I mean, you know, it's it's just like Dallas. You know, yep. you can see this stuff coming from a mile away, and it might not happen all regular season, but sooner or later, it's gonna bite you in the ass, yep. and it always does with them. Yep. So Manziel is going to Dallas, no. <laughs> 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 which I honestly could really see that even even still happening. Jones has <laughs> a boner for him, so. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to draft him in the first round a couple of years ago, I and know. he got talked out of it. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, his dad's not predicting, or his dad's predicting he may not make it to his next birthday. So, <laughs> we he may not even make it to Co- Dallas for a tryout. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> that it is. That is that it what is. is that what he's doing? Yeah, well, no, it's just speculation. Oh, but speculation, you know. allegedly. I do cocaine. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Pro Bowl. Frick, why do we still have a Pro Bowl? That's what I I want to know. Why why can't we just go and be like an all-american award like they do in, in in college and obviously there's an all-american game still but give them a pro bowl you know hey you would go to the pro bowl but no one freaking watches it they spend yeah. so much money on a game that no one watches because no one plays i really think that they should turn it into a skills challenge because i think that would be fascinating I, these guys are an ex- incredibly talented that's the most fun part to watch in the nba and the hockey uh all-star games is the talent section of yeah it. you know like the college has done this before you know um and i think th- at one point there was even a tv show um that had nfl players on and they were doing something like this and it's amazing to watch how many times can you know the best offensive lineman you know bench press you know doesn't even have to be like the normal combine. No. Let's just get a, like, let's get a few people. He's bench pressing it while they're standing on it. Let's get you know let's get a race against t- different types of animals. You know let's have Aaron Rodgers throw balls and hit plates off people's head. 
I, I think, you know, you could go many ways with this, but let's display these guys' skills so we can all watch it. And don't put them in a game where they have the ability to get hurt. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there. But how many of the position players can really show a skill that's, that's measurable? Yes, the quarterbacks, they can throw the ball. They can, you know, hit plates off of heads and so forth. And the wide receivers, yes, they can run. But do they really want to be put in another combine situation where it's, you know, Calvin Johnson, I know he's retired, but going against Des Bryant and well, I think you Calvin could do no a longer can run a four four forty, and he's going to, you know. If you, uh, you know, if you uh, if you played football before, there's a good chance at, at one point you've been involved in what they call seven on seven, and it's it's not tackle. It's only wide receivers, uh, quarterbacks, and uh, defensive players that are guarding people. And it's a way to play without risking injury of being hurt when being tackled. But it's a high, fast-paced thing. And I think you'd see a lot of, you know, Calvin Johnson jumping over a guy and picking the ball up over top of him. I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting stuff to watch. Yeah. It would be a cool game that, that I don't think has ever been done. Modify horse from basketball into a wide receivers competition, have them do the Beckham catch. Can you make a Beckham catch? Yeah. If not, F, yeah, you get you F. You're playing football. <laughs> you know, and, and, and until you get to spelling out football or whatever it is. Wait, I mean, you know what, say. what what are like what's the center gonna do as a part of the skills challenge? What's a you know an outside well, linebacker gonna well, do? Well I mean does every I mean, player does in the yeah, NFL right. or in the NHL or NBA go into the skills competitions? I no, think I, no. I think you But then if we're getting rid of the game completely though and it's just going to be the skills challenge. Then, I mean, I guess you're only you're only picking certain people who get to go to the Pro Bowl, and you're no longer picking the best people in every position. No, you still reward the positions. Yeah, I, I, would think say. I think you, 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 okay. you're, you're still classified as one of the best players of your position. But in terms of like the whole game aspect of it, I think it needs to be modified. And you know, you can still recognize those par- players and pay those players. Um, but give it up to the players in those specific positions. That that hey. What do you think would be a defining uh, skill set to test you against the best of your position? Could be a center. Could just make it an, an offensive lineman versus defensive lineman competition. Of yeah. Let's let's get it, let's get a sled out there and see which group can get the sled like you know up yeah. up a hill the fastest. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's there to be had. I just think you got to kind of think out of the box about it. I completely agree. Could be fun. It could be fun, but if I'm one of those dudes. I'm going to say, screw you. I don't want to push a sled up a hill for a skills challenge. Well, you know what? That's, if I was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I get I get it. But it, that's why they don't want to go to the Pro Bowl to begin with. They hate going. And they're well, not going to – I don't. I just feel like they're not going to want to do the skill. I just feel like maybe they we just don't want to do it. Maybe we should take player inquiries. <laughs> I, you know, I, I saw uh, – this was a number of years ago, but there's um, – uh, Terrell Owens, you know, did this thing where he went on a full day of – challenging people that were the best in their particular fields. Yeah, it was kind of a pros versus Joes kind of thing. Right, but one of his things was tubing. They took him tubing, and (laughs) he's on this tube, and he's – you know, my hands are so good, <laughs> and I'm, I'm never letting go of this oh, tube. I'm, stuck. I'm on here. I'm so on here. they take him out and they, you know, whip him around, and he lo- he loved. It. It's a marketing opportunity for that, you know. <laughs> 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 uh, but you know, he ends up at the end of the thing. They couldn't throw him off. They finally 
spilled him, and they thought they got him off, and they go up to him, and they see him in the water, and he's got his hands up, and he shows he tore the handles off. <laughs> he never <laughs> let go. But, I mean, these guys are so strong and fascinating, and they're so, you know, they're so athletic. It'd be cool to see them do something. And I think that they would use it as an opportunity to say, hey, this is an opportunity for me to market myself. I play a game where I wear a helmet. There's 11, uh, there's 11 people on the field. It's not like basketball where you see him every time. I think this is an opportunity to make him more marketable. You know, play uh, play sand flag football. You know, don't don't wear your pads. Just get out there and have fun. Make well, it entertaining. I think the other thing that it would do, and and instead of just focusing on the players themselves, it would actually benefit us, the consumer of said uh, said entertainment, by putting things into perspective. If they're doing activities that you and I could actually just go out and do in a comparable fashion, it really puts into perspective the talent they have because I'm guilty of it every week. Shit, I could do that. You know, <laughs> you can't. You know, I, I'm yeah. five feet shorter than the shortest person in the yeah. NFL. It would never happen, but... It reminds me of a good Jackass episode. Uh, oh, throwback God, where great jo Johnny Knox uh, did a punt or a kickoff return where he had an entire football team line up, kicked the ball Who off to him. Who was the big guy in that ran. episode? Was that, was that Lewis? I'm trying to think of there. There was like uh, a heavy hitting you know, all-star defensive end that was on that team and was <laughs> absolutely sticking him into the ground, like an equivalent of a JJ Watt. Yeah, it's like you know, <laughs> it, we, you know, we uh, we get upset when our fantasy team's not doing well, when our team's not playing well. But man, it's brutal out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think, oh shit, how could he only rush for 105 yards, not 150? Yeah. Something like that would put it into perspective of well. I guess he was pretty talented. You know, one th <laughs> uh, well, one thing that I I do have to commend the NFL on, and this was a new change in rules this year, was moving uh, the extra points back, made the game a lot more interesting. It was phenomenal. It was absolutely it was phenomenal great, yeah. because I mean, it even happened uh, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, you know, even for our Packers, I, there was a game we were playing against Detroit this year, and um, you know, towards the fourth quarter, it was pretty much over, and. Um, the guy um, missed the extra point, and yep. then you know, um, ultimately Green Bay gets a, a, a you know touchdown, onside recovery, and you know um, a chance to tie the game and send it to overtime. Face masking penalty. Yeah. Oh yeah, well that yeah that that was yeah, a whole different deal, man. That's uh, incredible. But the, the moving the extra point back was a uh, a solid move. Yeah, I mean, I think it made up for the reduction of action that the basically deletion of kickoff returns. Right, yeah did because that was probably some of the most exciting portions of the game yeah, two dude. guys running literally at full speed well, yeah. into one another that's th th <laughs> my you know who that benefited the most was actually Devin Hester because there's no way anybody in history will ever break any of his return records because they're not going to get as many opportunities you're right you're very right you're very very right well I mean the whole reason why they got rid of that caveats into my last piece on this and that's how to reduce down injuries because, I mean, the injury rate is going up so high simply because not, – not because the pads are any worse. If anything, they're a lot better. Oh, yeah. But it's because the athletes are at such a high level now that they are performing on such a fine line that it's, it's like the Chris Traeger. I'm a microchip. Any piece of sand that gets into me, I'm going to self-destruct. <laughs> it's kind of that. And, yeah. it, and anything that goes wrong, they basically implode. I think the pads are actually allowing them to play – too hard for what their bodies can handle. I think going back to almost a leatherhead style of play and reducing down the protection you have, a la a rugby type player, 
it'll force them to actually think about the hit. Think before they put their head down and break their neck going into somebody. Yeah. You know, reduce now concussions, I, I think. Well, you know, a, a lot of it, too, is these guys are, uh, you know, have pushed the human limits of strength and conditioning. And, you know, that's why you see most of these ACL injuries aren't even, you know, contact injuries anymore. They're non-contact injuries because they've trained so freaking hard. The, the ACL can only handle so much torque, you know. when you're We all have ACLs. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty much the same. When, when, your quad, <laughs> when your quad looks like, you know, three normal human beings' quads put together, you know, your, your ACL is not – you can't make that any bigger. You know, it's just not going to be able to handle – Handle the kind of torque. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make that any bigger. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I digress. <laughs> hey, it was a good digress. Uh, Do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think I think it goes. I agree with what you're saying. Um, may, only thing I can think of is maybe they're just not doing enough. Um, and maybe this is just you know a girl thing, but maybe they're not doing enough to keep themselves you know my only thing i can think of is like do more yoga do more stretching you know do stuff do less of the muscle building and then work on kind of just keeping everything going but i don't i don't know you know obviously we don't know their full training regimens these guys are literally paid to go out and seek the optimal training regimen to make their position as best as they can a lot of these guys probably do yoga. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, these guys are sleeping in hyperbolic chambers that cost like twenty grand to give them right. altitude when they're sleeping. <laughs> you got to think that they're doing the absolute best of what modern science has to offer. But I think the addition of the pads and how good the pads have gotten have made the level of play too high for the organic bit to keep up. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's a compromise. I mean, I, I, I don't think that, um, you know, I, they're ever going to eliminate concussion. <laughs> I mean, no, it's just you, not you it's not the way the game – I mean, you're going to have to make it flag football if, if you're going to want to eliminate everything. But, you know, that's Even life. if you make you, it flag you know, football, there's going to be concussions. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's concussions in, in soccer. I mean, they're they're making kids what is it younger than like eighteen not allowed to header anymore, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, I it think it's very stupid. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> it's the ul- ultimate predicament of life, you know. You know, e- there's always going to be risk involved in whatever you decide to pursue. Yeah, and it's a matter of are you willing to take the risk? Do you understand the risk? Um, and do you agree t- to go ahead and do it regardless of the risk? And you know. I think these guys want to play. I don't think it's fair to say we have to get rid of football because there are concussions. No. And usually, um, going along with risk and reward, usually if you are in a high-level job or a high-risk job, you get paid more for it. Mm-hmm. You get paid for that risk. So there are times where an Aaron <coughs> Rodgers will say, I understand that I am I am suspect for a concussion, but you know I'm in the NFL. I understand that is my job, and that is a and something that could happen to me, you know, and I get paid millions of dollars. I, I think the biggest thing but is, but it's, yeah. it's still someone's life. It's scary. These these guys are you know passing away, and they're finding you know all these you know traumatic brain issues. It's just it's hard to it's hard to determine the best solution. And then my other question, sorry, Ryan. No, you're good. You're good. Um, is what would you guys do as fans if they said, okay, we're going to take away the pads, we're going to put on leather helmets, and it's not going to be as physical? So I've listened. To many a men and even women say, when they got rid of the rule, and forgive me, I don't know what it is, where you can't lead with your helmet anymore. Yep, yep. You know, I, I am so used to hearing, 
dudes just used to get wrecked and they used to just get pounded and now <laughs> sorry Kathleen okay not that way dudes uh, getting pounded dudes getting pounded <laughs> um <laughs> but now you know they're everybody's saying oh well it's not the same anymore well imagine what's going to happen if we get to that point and then it's not going to be the same it's just it's hard to I mean, you say that, but it it would take, I think, a bit of adaptation to get the players to a level to understand how to play that style, you know, reduction of, of protective equipment and things that way. Because uh, there are sports that are high, high impact, rugby being one of them that has a lot of big, big hits. And they're done with very, very little injury in comparison to NFL football. Right. So it can be had, you know, obviously it's like anything in life. There's there's pros and cons to whatever whatever way you do, but uh, to get back to what you were saying with, you know, the salary and and what they're getting paid, you know, these guys are physical freaks. They are the fractional percent of the 1% and they're risking everything that they honestly have for Five to ten years, which is a long career in the NFL. Oh, I think yes. the, uh, the average is like, uh, <laughs> like two, two, two or less. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, two or less. Uh, like it reminds me of a post. As soon as the Super Bowl was done, some some teachers group put together the Cam Newton makes fourteen point something million a year. The Peyton makes blah 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 a year. It would take a teacher like five hundred years to make that amount. And I'm like, think about it. I'm, I love numbers. Think about it statistically. There are 3.6 million teachers in the United States. There are 121 million people working within the United States of America. Out of that, 1% of those people are making above 2 million a year. A fractional of a 1% are making what they're making because they are unique. Yeah, it's it's the classic. Absolutely unique. It's a classic economic. you know, supply and demand. There is no supply of these people, but they're highly the, demanded. The, the supply is so limited, the demand is so high to watch it. That's what gets you the big bucks. Yeah, yeah. Show me that you can throw a ball 80 yards into a five-foot hole, and I'll pay you. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, and I'm i not dissing education in any way. I'm married to a teacher myself, and, and there are a lot of things that they are taking advantage of and that they could use a bit more um, – compensation and, and benefit for but that argument i just think is just completely un- well, yeah. unfounded i don't know if you saw this but um you know uh I, I didn't watch a whole lot of these but there was a key and peel episode where <laughs> they did they turned uh basically the nfl into uh, a draft it was it was like the uh the, the nfl draft but it was a draft for teachers <laughs> oh okay okay i have not seen that episode yeah it's a good one okay it's a good checking one out, yeah, yeah. I, I just th- that show is really hit or miss and i Absolutely, usually wait for people yeah. to say hey check this clip out because it's one of those clips that wait ma- made the rounds on social media where you know it, it, they hypothetically made it like okay well what if teachers were treated like nfl players and you know you know james has uh he's been uh, a principal for a year and a half and you know now he's going full-time back into teaching you know he's a free <laughs> agent you know how much <laughs> it's worth watching he's got four years of kindergarten <laughs> experience but he's <laughs> applying for the second grade job i don't know if he has it <laughs> change changing positions um, yeah, I think another thing, uh, yeah, there you go. Hey, hey, I think hey. another thing um, people just don't realize about the NFL mm-hmm. is, you know, it's a billion-dollar enterprise. And, you know, if you're a player in the NFL, how many teams, ro- kids are on a roster? 
50? 50 is on a roster? 52? 52? Uh, 53, and then um, you got practice squad guys. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So, so 52 paid roster. You're, and you're a multi-million or multi-billion dollar industry. And, of course, these guys, you get paid, you know, based upon how much revenue your company brings in. So if you work for, you know, Johnson & Johnson and your company's bringing in billions of dollars, yeah, maybe they're getting paid more than, you know, people who work at another company. It just – it's all based upon the, your revenue that you bring in. So – Really, if we want to complain about how much money Peyton Manning's making, you know, don't go to as many NFL games. You know, don't buy all the NFL gear. Yeah, I mean, you're just you're, we're you're static addicts. We're addicted. You know, you're pl- you're you're making them the money, but um, everybody loves a game. As Patrick says, it's the most popular sport in the United States. So, you know, that's why they get paid. Darn right. You're darn right. I'm always right. Well. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that point and I'm gonna take us into our final topic. That topic is very very good. To caveat off of the NFL, if your dick or in this case ovaries or or whatever you would like to select in your female, I mean uh, with it, right? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the dick. Okay, so yeah. Kathleen is rolling with dick. <laughs> Uh, put that is, that on an, r- is that an Adele song? Put that <laughs> <laughs> rolling in the dirt. <laughs> uh, so, if your dick, Kathleen's included, was a QB in the NFL, who would it be and why? So, as Patrick's topic, I've thought about it quite a bit. I'm going to let you lead it off, Patrick. Yeah, I, you know, I, um, I'm going to have to... Um, you know, give copyright on this because this is one of the better ones I've heard. Um, and it's uh, not mine personally, but it's, uh, I think it's worth uh, the podcast listeners hearing. Sure, <laughs> sure. So, uh, you know, uh, Cody Cavatelli brought this one to my attention, but um, unbelievable, uh, un- unbelievable one here. So, um, if my dick was an NFL quarterback, it would probably have to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. Um, pretty mediocre. Not great, really hairy. <laughs> yep, but always yep. comes through when it's crunch time. Yes, well what? said, yeah. very well said. Would you agree? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna defer. Again, uh, this was not my initial. Uh, you know, I, uh, this was an Italian friend of mine. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. I've got a few here. Go if for you, it. You want me, um, yeah, go ahead. Mine are more just the funny ones because, uh, to the to the you know the listening audience, I do not have a penis, so um, I really don't. I can't really I'm glad speak. We cleared that up. Yeah, this is a very progressive marriage, ladies right. and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really speak to um, what it would be like, but uh, for all the Colts fans out there, I would say um, I would be Tom Brady. Tommy even boy. Even when it's deflated, I can still win. That's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. Push and rope. All the way to the goal line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. I, I took mine, I, and I, instead of finding a funny joke with it, I legitimately thought about how I view my little man, my little man, said member, said <laughs> member, and uh, and who in the current NFL crop most represents from a talent standpoint. And I chose Matt Ryan. Oh, okay. okay. Matty Ice of the Atlanta Falcons. Mainly because he's good. He's not elite. 
He's had his times where he's set records. <laughs> okay. Sometimes, you know, not NFL-sized records, but, you know, records within the uh, Atlanta Falcons themselves. And for the most part is on the good side of things because I, I happen to think that uh, I've provided pretty well for my little man over the years and uh, and even in marriage. So, hey, yeah. yeah, Matt Ryan, you've got a lot of success. You never won a Super Bowl. I've never banged a supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, that's very uh, very fitting. <laughs> that's a good uh, one. You know, uh, going off the Super Bowl, uh, you know, there's uh, uh, there's always a good one with Cam Newton. You know, especially after some of the annex. Uh, you know, after the game, God, he looked like a child. <laughs> but you know, it, it, you know, you could say, uh, you know, maybe Cam Newton because showboats when it wins, but man. It's a sore loser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't like the cold either. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, well um, one of my other good ones, I think I think it's probably one of my best ones. Um, if you guys remember Jamarcus Russell. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, if my dick was an NFL quarterback, <laughs> it could be Jamarcus Russell. Highly touted, but ultimately fat and useless. No. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Uh, I can't top that. I don't know if you'd be able to. <laughs> I think that's going to be a great spot to end this episode on. Uh, again, my guests, Pat and Kathleen, thank you so much for coming around. We're probably going to be recording a few episodes here. Um, yeah, awesome. And, uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by. Hey, thanks for having us. This thanks has been Shrewd us. Perplexity. <laughs> <laughs>